For Pacifica Radio, I'm Eileen Alfandari. Biden administration officials and corporate and union leaders are among the U.S. participants in the second and final day of the White House virtual global climate summit. Yesterday, President Biden pledged the U.S. would make dramatic greenhouse gas reductions to address the climate emergency. More from Mary Sherman. President Joe Biden announced a bold goal at day one of a virtual climate summit with 40 world leaders. The United States sets out on the road to cut greenhouse gases in half, in half by the end of this decade. Meanwhile, at a House hearing on the impact of fossil fuels on climate change, 18-year-old Swedish activist Greta Thunberg chided the U.S. over fossil fuel subsidies and called on U.S. leaders to step up their efforts to cut carbon emissions. We, the young people, are the ones who are going to write about you in the history books. We are the ones who get to decide how you will be remembered. So my advice for you is to choose wisely. For Pacifica Network and Public News Service, I'm Mary Sherman. 20-year-old Dante Wright was laid to rest in a nationally broadcast funeral. Civil rights leader the Reverend Al Sharpton delivered a thundering eulogy. He promised black people will never shut up and suffer and said changes to federal law are coming. The now former Brooklyn Center police chief says the police officer who fatally shot Wright mistook her gun for a taser. Christina Honestead reports. Reverend Al Sharpton led Wright's eulogy inside a crowded church. Sharpton's eulogy was a stinging rebuke of the possibility that Wright was pulled over for having air fresheners dangling from his mirror. Wright's mother has said her son called her after he was stopped and told her that was the reason why. Well, we come today as the air fresheners for Minnesota. We trying to get the stench of police brutality out of the atmosphere. Wright's mother and father, Katie and Aubrey Wright, spoke about their son at his funeral. I never imagined that I'd be standing here. The roles should completely be reversed. My son should be burying me. I don't really speak much, but words can't even explain how I feel right now. You know, that was my son. I'm Christina Onestead. India has set another frightening global record in daily coronavirus infections for a second straight day. Nearly 330,000 reported cases. That number is certainly an undercount. The situation has been worsening by the day with hospitals taking to social media, pleading with the government to replenish their oxygen supplies and threatening to stop new admissions of patients. An advisory committee may make its recommendation today on restarting use of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. The advisory panel to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has been reviewing the rare cases of blood clotting following administration of the J&J vaccine. More reports have emerged. One woman in Oregon died two weeks after the dose. Another woman was hospitalized in Texas. About 7 million doses of the vaccine were administered. Several European nations and South Africa have resumed vaccinations with J&J. The House of Representatives approved a bill that would turn the nation's capital into the 51st state. The House approved the bill along party lines on a vote of 216 to 208. New York Democrat Mondaire Jones took issue with Republican arguments against D.C. statehood. I have had enough of my colleagues' racist insinuations that somehow the people of Washington, D.C. are incapable or even unworthy of our democracy. One Senate Republican said that D.C. wouldn't be a, quote, well-rounded working-class state. 
I had no idea there were so many syllables in the word white. One of my House Republican colleagues said that D.C. shouldn't be a state because the district doesn't have a landfill. <laughs> my goodness, with all the racist trash my colleagues have brought to this debate, I can see why they're worried about having a place to put it. Republicans objected to Jones' remarks. An identical statehood bill passed the House last year. It quickly died in the then-Republican-controlled Senate. The Senate passed legislation to combat the rise of hate crimes against Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders on a near-unanimous vote. Only Republican Josh Hawley voted no. Hawaii Senator Maisie Hirono's legislation would expedite the review of hate crimes and provide support for local law enforcement. In response to the thousands of reported violent incidents in the past year, they came in the wake of the coronavirus pandemic and President Trump's rhetoric. As important as the content and substance of the bill is the message of this bill that we in the Senate are going to stand with our AAPI community and indeed any community that is discriminated against on the basis of race or any of the categories that you and I can think of. Hawaii Senator Maisie Hirono. I'm Eileen Alfandari for Pacifica Radio.